Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. Discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, an international five-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant strong athlete. I'm recording this in Chester County, PA, next to my favorite co-host and newly minted doctor. I feel like yeah, I had the I had the drop in my intro and you just took it away from me, but that's okay. Um, I am Tyler Held. I am a semi-retired professional five-star groom and a doctor of sport and performance psychology. Um, I am a lifelong learner and adventure seeker, a gym owner, and a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, also recording in Chester County, right here in the room with Emily Hamill herself. Wow. The star. (laughs) Sorry, I stole your thunder about the doctor. It's okay. It's okay. I was just excited that you're a doctor. I was just ready to embrace and empower my new introduction, and I was like, wow, Emily. I just ruined it. Sorry about that, friend. Um... So anyways, we'd like to welcome you or welcome you back to the whole Equestrian Podcast. As we said in our intro, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. And we do this by having conversations about being more well-rounded individuals via our pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. We release one made episode a month, but have also had some exciting guests on the show, so make sure to check those out. This month, we're kind of going to do like a hodgepodge episode, reflecting on 2020, start planning for 2023. It is December. It is the natural time to look back at the year, reflect, and start planning for next year. So that's sort of our plan for the episode, always going through our main pillars, of course, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. But before we get into goals, before we get into any of that, we had a wonderful time in Wisconsin and just wanted to give the folks at Winter Haven, a big shout out for having us for a clinic up there. Um, Not to knock any of our previous clinics, because I feel like they've all been awesome, but I just feel like this was our most successful adventure. Yeah, it was great. Uh, The group was fantastic to work with, like... Troopers. On a horse, off a horse. It was also freezing cold. It was cold. so it was, cold outside. <laughs> uh, but Tyler kept complaining about how cold it was, but she got to be indoors most of the time. So me, not so much. I was out there, you know, teaching. But Listen, it was great. I chose I chose a different <laughs> life path. I was on the path of like, hey, I'm going to be outside doing physical labor for the rest of my life. And I decided to get a doctorate instead. So yeah, you, I've that earned, was a good move. I've earned the right to be <laughs> that was a good move. Lab. But uh, no, big, big thanks to Kayla. Uh, we've talked about Kayla before. She's the owner of Hand Painted Ponies. If you haven't gotten your custom gear from her yet, she did an awesome job helping us prepare food for the clinic and really organizing everything out there so uh just huge thanks to Winterhaven. yes and also my feet and hands thank her because she gave me her very warm winter boots oh, yeah, and those, hand warmers really... so shout out to kayla you're the best yeah i don't next time we're coming in the summer uh, yeah i think this was a one-time winter deal don't book <laughs> us for a clinic in wisconsin during november no. again <laughs> i think when we do our clinic dates we'll have to have like a little asterisk at the bottom like winter dates not allowed to be booked winter <laughs> where dates, it's cold texas california right. <laughs> mexico does anyone in mexico allow Ooh, us that'd be fun Anyways, should we get into our goals? I think, yes, we should be done with that tangent. And word of of the year as well. Okay, so my word for 2022 is value. And reflecting on how this year has gone, like, value is really a great word for me to to choose. Like, I really, when in doubt, I kind of came back to it. And, you know, if there was a decision in my life that had to be made, it was like, okay, what do I value? And, like, how does this choice like go in the direction of my value so fantastic word choice it's almost hard to pick a new word but I will I love it and um and then as far as goals go it was the year of the twos for me and I reached all of my two goals like burley and badminton I got a second horse um and then but another thing that kind of 
came along in in the making was like I felt like I had time to explore like two sides of myself and like the duality Ooh, of my like personality um, you know and just like having some more time uh, outside of the barn especially while I was in England and like you know just exploring the normal people or person part of myself as long along with the equestrian side so that's been kind of fun but what do you have, Tyler? Well, first of all, I just like to say I like really liked what you said there because like one of the big topics like for athletes in sports psychology is like athletic identity and how it can be uh, such a bad thing sometimes that athletes like identify as, hey, I'm an equestrian. And I know we've talked about that mm-hmm. a lot before, but exploring who you are outside of horses uh, is something that's been really powerful in my life as well. And it doesn't mean I don't love horses as much as I did when I was growing up, but it's just like a interesting viewpoint to understand where that is a deficit to you. Yeah. But anyways, um, my word of the year was growth, uh, has been growth, still is growth until January. Um, and I have done one heck of a lot of growing this year. And I feel like this is yeah, about, you have. this is not to like sound like a flex. So like, I will like put the asterisk caveat that like, yeah. there have been tears of struggles along the way of this year. We were out to dinner, uh, after I finished my doctorate with one of our friends and she's like, so be honest, Tyler, like, how hard was it? Like what I was like, I, I did cry. Like I, I, I talked about that mm-hmm. on our guest episode. I, I had a, a little mental breakdown in a mentorship session. So like tears were shed, but on that note, I did, I ended one relationship, began a new one, started a gym, bought a house, finished my doctorate. And now I'm literally in the process of applying for the LLC for my mental performance consulting, have the insurance lined up for that. So like just a lot of changes, a lot of growth. My life right now looks nothing like my life did at this point last year. um, And I think all for the better. Yeah, it is crazy. Like as you're listing that stuff, I was like, "Wow, that was a lot." You've done it some all growing. happened this year. Yeah, like, which is so gym just owner, wild. homeowner, yeah. doctor. So I think next year you can probably like, I don't want to say stop growing because you're always going to grow because you're a lifelong learner. But you know, I think kind of settling into all these new things. You know, who knows? Maybe I'm who, knows? <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, Emily's like awkward. <laughs> um, anyway, um, for the year of the 22, again, like Emily, I feel like I crushed most of my 22 goals. Uh, they were competed 22 jitsu competitions. I changed it to like matches because like 22 actual competition is a lot, but I did like mm-hmm. over 30 matches. Um, read 22 books, get 22 new sports psychology clients, uh, 22 members in our gym, all sorts of stuff that I really did achieve. And the one goal that I fell short on was limiting my social media use to 22 minutes a day, which is such a hard line for me because a lot of times I'll like ignore my limit because I'm doing something for the whole equestrian or I'm doing something for BJJ squared and then the discipline for not letting that go into recreational scrolling has not been the best um so that's definitely something i'd like to keep myself more accountable for next year maybe not the 22 minute limit but just like 23 yeah i get an extra minute one more minute use use it wisely or like you know segmenting this is professional use like i'm gonna go on and do something professional and then like put my phone away but the one thing that i did uh kind of do because like I notice I'm you know in the off time of now finishing my doctorate not necessarily having as many clients right now because it's sort of the off season um I have like a little bit of downtime and so since I've noticed that like, I was on my phone scrolling a lot more than I wanted I downloaded a language learning app and I started learning Portuguese so which is fun yeah that's so exciting yeah I actually feel like I'm pretty good at it and I feel like I've never tried to learn a language in a growth mindset yeah and so now all the qualities of a growth mindset are so instilled in me that I feel like I'm like, oh, like I'll make a mistake, and it's it's like cool. I'm I'm learning right now, yeah. um, and a lot of the Spanish that I know is like transferring over, and I'm like, oh, ooh, oh, 
I know these words. I got these things. And, like, it's hard when they make you, like, type it in. Yeah. That's the hardest part for me. Because they make you do it multiple ways. Like, hear it, speak it, yeah. type it. Yeah, the typing yeah. is the hardest for me. Like, if I hear it and, like, translate it from Portuguese to English or English to Portuguese, like, yeah. that I'm feeling, like, really, really strong with. I'm on, like, lesson three. So, like, I'm not going <laughs> to, we're not going to flex She's on. She's not fluent yet. Um, um, but, but I mean, like, there's, like, little stories throughout. You read the stories and context clues and stuff and it's like cool like you understand yeah right I, I, I am so I love that we'll have to hear more about that yeah in your I'm, on a, I'm on a seven day streak I've been learning Portuguese Perfect. for seven days so far so um I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna learn Portuguese every day and if any of you listeners know how to speak Portuguese, maybe you two can have some conversations. So I'd say so my biggest goal for I think it's really difficult to be able to like understand someone that like speaks the language like and, yeah. and the actual because they talk really fast and mm-hmm. stuff like that and have different styles and accents. But my goals would be able to read like a little uh, like small chapter book in Portuguese by the end of the year, like a like second grade level. Right little tiny chapter book to be able to like read that cover to cover would be that seems like a doable goal my goal so sweet well you know what time it is yeah it's time for books 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 so much easier in person (laughs) anyway uh i have been reading memoirs of a geisha by arthur golden and this book has been around for quite some time now it got turned into a movie um I think in like the early 2000s or something. But anyways, um, it's basically about this story of this young girl. It's set in 1920s Japan. And she is basically sold as a nine-year-old to a geisha house. So she's basically sold into slavery um, of sorts. Okay. And like... Of sorts. Of sorts. Yeah. yeah. So her parents, wink, like, wink. <laughs> sold her, not because they didn't love her, but because, like, the mom was sick and, you know, like, it was just a different time and they had to, like, pay for things. And so you sell your kids, I guess, but <laughs> um, which is really depressing. Uh, but it's a very interesting story because it's just so different from any life that I led as a child. Um, it's a little hard to read at times, actually, but it's super interesting. Like, I, it's a pretty big book and I've just been like blowing through it um and yeah so her the beginning in the geisha house it was a little rough and she did a few things where like it looked like she was just gonna end up being a maid or like an indentured servant for the rest of her life but then this older geisha takes her under her wing and like starts to teach her things and anyway she like grows into a successful geisha and it's like the story of that and all the like I think the interactions and the relationships in the book are very interesting. So I'm enjoying it, and I can't wait to see the movie, but I'm not going to watch it until I'm, like, done with the book. I love it. Yeah. Love so it. what have you been reading? Um, I've got a couple on the list for this episode, and I think, at, like, at one point we are like, we're only going to talk about one book and <laughs> yeah, one I thought book that was... and all. But listen... Tyler's gonna break the rules. Last episode of the year, Tyler She's doing it. Doctor Tyler is pulling it off. Oh, we should card. have done our like favorite of twenty twenty two. Well, what was your favorite of twenty twenty two? Do you know it on the spot? I don't. Uh, I could in a second. Okay, all right. We'll think yeah, about we'll it. Back we'll to circle, that. Back. circle back. Um, so, I was waiting for this book all year. I like pre-ordered it on Amazon. Uh, if you listened to earlier episodes, I think this was almost last year that I read the Crave book. It's mm-hmm. like a vampire, gargoyle, dragons, yep. werewolves. Uh, book five came out in November, which was like right as I was trying to finish everything for my doctorate. And so I definitely use that as a procrastination tool. Uh, if you've been, if you picked up the series and you got hooked on it, please reach out to me. I feel like nobody has yet. Um, I won't really say much about the book because, like, you have to know the plot. It's we're 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 book five now. We're deep in yeah. what's happening. Uh, the next one I think comes out in May of next year. So as soon as we move into the new house, I'm gonna um, pre-order yeah, it to, to be shipped there. Emily and I are gonna live together. By the oh, way, oh yeah, that's another fun thing for 2023. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be like roomies and stuff. So that's fun. more on that later. Um, 
Another one that I didn't finish, but I've read like a fair chunk of was The Fearless Mind, Five Steps to Achieving Peak Performance by Craig Manning. Um, I actually got sent this book via Kindle by one of my clients. And I feel like for a little bit, I've been burnt out on some like nonfiction sports psychology books yeah, just because same. it's like once you read 52 in 2019 or whatever I did, um, they just start to be like repetitive and redundant and I really liked the way this book presented information like in an anecdotal way mm-hmm. and it was it was the same stuff but like just a new story so I yeah I really enjoyed nice. uh brushing up and like just really confirming a lot of the things that I believe about mental performance and peak performance and stuff like that um and then the last honorable mention of this episode which I might circle back to next episode because I'm still working on it um I just picked it up it's called how we learn to move by Dr. Rob Gray and it's super interesting because like Basically, it's talking about how sports we drill in, that like repetition is the key to success, right? Like get your reps in, Mm -hmm. get your reps in. And he's presenting a more ecological approach to learning. And so taking learning in an environment where it's going to be conducive to your performance. So I think this is really applicable to the horse world because Mm -hmm. like your ride is going to be different depending on what horse you're riding, how you're feeling, how they're feeling. There's all these little like constraints to learning that you need to take into account and into consideration. And so, um, I heard about that through a jujitsu podcast. I'm applying some of the stuff to my kids' classes and, and whatnot, but I think there'll be interesting discoveries for the equestrian industry as well. Exciting. Um, I did think of my favorite book of 2022. Okay. The Midnight Library. That one was really good. I read that one as well. That would be up in my top three for sure. Yeah. And I talked about it, I don't know, over the summer. So it's in a a previous episode. But uh, that was a fantastic book. The Midnight Library, 10 out of 10 would recommend. What's your favorite? It's so... Okay. So... Can I do top three? I'm going to break the rules again. Oh, I'm Tyler. Gonna... She's just... <laughs> top three. The rules don't apply to Tyler. No, I'm a doctor now. <laughs> um, I'm going to do uh, the the charm book of the Crave series. Like, that's just... it's. I love the series. It was really good. Um, I would put the Midnight Library in my top three. And I also just, like, really like uh, Page Turner. So, mm-hmm. S- Supermarket. Remember oh that book yeah that I was okay yes i want to read that do you have it i think it's upstairs I'd okay have to i check. may have to grab it yeah i'll double okay. check but supermarket was really good i can't remember if i lent it out to someone or not okay but i had his memoir too and i think that's the one i lent out yeah so yeah okay. supermarket well we have spent enough time on books 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 and never enough time on books so books, books. i think it's time to move on <laughs> and, and reflect uh on 2022 as we talk about this is like you know, December's the time where you do that. You look at what's happened and then what we're hoping happens in the future. Um, so we're going to each touch on those two points throughout our pillars. So we'll give our takeaway from 2022 and also what we hope to work towards in 2023. And then after we go through our four pillars, we will reveal to you our word for 2023. So make sure to stay tuned and listen for that. Uh, Our first pillar is mindset, and for me, in 2022, I really learned that anything is possible, and as cheesy as that sounds, like, (laughs) anything is possible. I have a journal that says Okay, I was like, did I just miss say that, or no? Okay. Um, Anyways, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it is 100% true. Um, It's just crazy to think, like, what I've done this year, and not to, like, brag or anything, but it was a big feat to be able to make it to England, compete at badminton in Burley, uh, also sell my house in three weeks. We never really got into that, but like (laughs) I've done, I've done a lot in 2022. Um, I've traveled to more places. Scrap the name of this episode. We're just going to call it big flex. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I've like traveled a ton of places this year. It's just like anything really is possible if you're uh, willing to put in the work and it's something you really want to do. But caveat, not everything. What is the saying? It's like anything. You is- can have anything you want. You just can't have everything that you want. Yeah. Yep. So knowing what you want. 
Um, and then for 2023, I'm going to work on exploring my limiting beliefs. And uh, this is something I'm sure Tyler could help me with because she talks about it in her her work. Ethically, I can't take you on as a client. Okay, that's, that's, that's fine. But you can point <laughs> me in the right direction for like friends. books yeah. and whatever. Uh, so anyways, I want to explore some of those. Everybody has them, right? And then kind of understand like how they might be holding me back and also how I can release them so that I can improve as I move forward. So that's what I got. What about you? Um, mindset, like, wow, what, uh, what a word to encompass my ear. Yeah. Um, I've literally spent the last nine months working on my doctorate, not technically year, um, but I did nine months of mentorship and in that time... I think I collected 256.75 hours uh, of direct time spent with clients. So that's like literally like my consulting yeah. time over the past year and growing and developing what I know about sports psychology from like, here's the information to here's how you actually give it to someone so that they can implement it and see the results pay off uh, has been huge. And so I feel like this year has really been again, a growth point for me, a reflection point for me. And I feel like I'm just getting started in that development and excited to see where I can go with my clients of the future. Uh, lots of opportunities to work with really great people that I'm talking to, starting to expand my practice next year. Um, but one of the biggest things that I do want to hone in on mindset for next year is to take my own advice. Uh, Sorry, I'm like all excited and I'm Tyler is pumped up today. I gotta blow my nose too. <laughs> she keeps touching the table. I was like, I hope that doesn't affect the sound quality. Hopefully or, not. you know, let's just blow our nose into the Listen, the I'll take that out <laughs> or not. I'll keep it for you. It's the winter time. I always have a stuffy nose in the winter. Um, so anyways, applying my own advice to my mental game, right? It's so easy to sit and say, oh, it's so good to like write down your goals. And it's so good to set aside that time to like meditate. A lot of those things that I found through my study of sports psychology and did for myself, I've let go to the wayside as I've, you know, been trying to manage different clients, different strategies and techniques and recommendations. Um, so one of the things that I want to get really good at is like actually writing down those goals, like micro goals for the week, for the training sessions that I have. Um, I'm hoping to compete in the Pan American and World Championships in the spring. So I'd really like to get better about just like journaling my progress and doing like confidence logs and all that stuff that I that I tell people to do, but haven't actually embraced myself just recently recently yeah. just through the time constraints and stuff like it's right. all stuff that I've done just not recently so I'm looking into what kind of journal I want for organizing all of that yeah love it so fitness is our next pillar and for me 2022 really opened my eyes to the importance of cross training especially when you only have one horse so when I was in England I was mostly just riding Barry occasionally I ride horses for other people but like on a day-to-day -day basis it was pretty much just Barry um, and while that was exercise I felt like to compete at the five-star level I needed to add more fitness into my routine um so you know I took like two to three fitness classes which was really fun I enjoyed doing that because um you know I do yoga every morning but that's a very solo practice but I did enjoy like going into the yoga studio or like the Pilates studio and like being surrounded by people that are also like working out and stuff so I really liked that um and then just like incorporating more walking in and I don't know if I had mentioned this before, but I made myself do like hill work in England. <laughs> there was this giant hill behind my apartment in Cheltenham and it was like a long, steep hill. And like once or twice a week, I made myself go up it. <laughs> I was like, if Barry has to do hill work, so do I. So um, it was good for me to see how, say like you're an adult amateur and you only have one horse, like how 
important it is to do other things outside of the saddle. Um, so yeah, that was my takeaway from this year. And then next year, I want to focus more on strength training. So I did some of this like in the Pilates classes I took. And there's obviously some strength in yoga as well. But I'd like to learn how to properly lift weights, which I think this girl over here could help me Emily's with. Emily's going to get swole. I, I wouldn't go that far. But like, <laughs> I just think that I could do some more strength training. And I think that that might just like, help in my overall what's like what what do you like on your gut instinct like what do you think you could deadlift like how many pounds do you what think is you could... deadlift just straight above your head no like, or like deadlifts on the ground you're just picking oh. it up from the ground to your waist uh a hundred pounds a hundred pounds maybe i don't know okay what about overhead not a lot like maybe 50 pounds i'm not really sure i don't know we're gonna have to test it out folks <laughs> i'm gonna need a spotter i'll be there okay I'll be, we'll start you slow but i like i'd like to test like to see if i'm laying down and then pushing it up yeah or like standing a, ben- okay. a, ben- well, a bench okay well either either one. okay i feel like laying down i could do probably more than if i was just like standing and had to do okay that. i disagree i do more if really? i stand up Okay. I, th- I can do like well, one, I have no idea I because do like I don't do this over my head. Okay. And I can deadlift I, like two hundred and fifty. I would say I'm probably half of what you could do. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just like whatever you think you can do, divide that by two, and that's probably where some I'm at. of my like weightlifting because CrossFit like you keep a, a track of like how much you've lifted and stuff like that. And when I was really into CrossFit, like I lifted some crazy numbers. Like I think I would like hopped up on pre workout. I was yeah. looking at my like thing it's us like i deadlifted 275 pounds Dang. one time and i'm like nah like not today <laughs> not, not anymore happening. yeah so that'll be a fun thing for me to play around with and uh we'll see i'm excited yeah i'm excited um for me i'm like the opposite of emily so i already have the weightlifting, the jujitsu the like really aggressive cardio strength training uh, built into my life. I do CrossFit three times a week. I do jujitsu way too many times a day. Um, it's, it's usually, I'm usually at the gym for like four hours a day, uh, teaching kids, doing jujitsu, being uki, all the things. Um, wait, what's a uki? Uki is, uh, you know, when Anthony was like showing the moves in class. Oh yeah. He, and he's doing that to me. That's the- so like, I'm, I'm the oh. uki. Okay. If he's teaching class and he needs yeah. to show a move, he uses me. Got it. So, like, that's extra reps. Like, that yeah. you, I mean, right. sometimes you're just laying there, but, like, it's extra stress on your body. Um, yeah, I think I do, like, 15 hours of jiu-jitsu a week. It's something crazy it's a lot. like that. Um, and so one of the things that I started to add into my routine this year was stretching. I think I talked about this on a previous episode as well. Uh, the app I use is called Romwad. Uh, it, it transitioned. It's now called like pliability and mobility. But there's like a 20-minute workout every day uh, and a 45-minute workout on Thursdays. So you've got like different parts of your body that you're stretching, holding very like four minute holds of like really getting deep into mm, muscles and stuff like that. Almost like yin. Yeah, almost like yin. Um and like they say it's really good for people that do CrossFit and jujitsu and stuff like that. And so it was something that I had gotten into like I had my routine. I would do it in between jujitsu and CrossFit, like on the mornings that I did there and then try to fit in like one more a week. And then when I hurt my knee, I got completely out of the habit. I was like, oh, my knee can't bend. I can't do these. It's probably what I needed to be stretching the most, but I just like fell completely out of it. So December 1st came around and I was like, I'm going to do it every day in December. And that's something that I want to take into next year, because to me, doing those stretching routines is also an opportunity to bring mindfulness back into my life and like, Mm -hmm. just really be mindful. Uh, A lot of the exercises have like breath work to them where they'll do like counts, different breathing counts. So, um, that is something that I want to take into next year. And another big takeaway from fitness this year is like, I've noticed a lot of gains in my fitness and my physique not going crazy at CrossFit. Like, I very rarely push myself to the limit at CrossFit anymore Mm -hmm. just because I do so much jujitsu and I do so much outside that I want to be okay for that when I go to CrossFit, it's like, okay, like, yeah, I could lift 
50 extra pounds, but like, what's the value to that? Can I just slow it down, be really mindful, be really correct in my technique, still get my heart rate up, still get a good workout in, but I'm not necessarily like panting and dying by the end of it. Um, And so I've just noticed that that's been really helpful. Cool. So that's what you're going to like focus on moving into next year. Yes. Cool. Great. And stretching. Yeah. So that was kind of like a dual. Yeah. Dual. Okay. So nutrition. This year, I have embraced, 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 embraced being a flexitarian. So I'm still like mostly plant based, especially when I'm at home and I'm cooking. But I will say that like I've been traveling a lot, so I have gone more to the vegetarian side, and occasionally I'll go pescatarian because I just like. I felt the need for some seafood. Like, I don't know. So I'm... We had sushi for lunch today. We sure did. (laughs) Um, And, like, being okay with that, because at first I was like, oh, but I'm, like, I want to be this plant-based person, like, that that's what I am. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the one that creates the rules. It doesn't matter. Like, and, you know, figuring out why I want to do it. Um, I will tell you I will not be ever going back to eating, like, a burger or chicken or, like... (laughs) Uh, Even actual. Do you think you would go back to like properly like organic, grass fed, like beef that's raised in a pasture and all those like free of hormones I and stuff like that? I could possibly go for if I knew the person that had the cow and like how it was raised, possibly. Maybe. But I don't know anyone that has that so (laughs) I'm just gonna say probably not um so anyways but uh again like I do notice benefits from being plant-based most of the time you know and uh I do like eating that way like it works for me so I want to continue doing that but not be so restrictive that I like feel bad if I like change it up I think that tags along with the caveat of athletic identity right mm-hmm. identifying too much as a question athlete identifying too much as a plant-based athlete to the point that it's causing stress when you desire something else it's like why would you shut down your desires right yeah especially if they're not cheese is great <laughs> It sure is. Uh, but anyways for 2023 I'm I'm very interested in like, making the most out of the food that I eat and eating things that are good and beneficial for me. So I'd like to do like a food allergy test. And there's also like some other tests, maybe not allergy per se, but like how your body digests carbs versus protein, you know, and like not everybody is made to eat the same way, you know? Um, And like, I'm pretty sure that I am meant to eat a lot of carbs. Like, I just, like, thrive on carbs. Yeah. Um, But it'd just be interesting because there is, like, some science behind that and, like, different things. So I'd like to explore that. Well, I have a functional medicine doctor right in Chad's Ford that I can refer you to. I would love that. So what are you thinking for your nutrition reflections slash looking forward? So biggest takeaway for me this year... um, not being under the physical stress of working a barn job from like seven o'clock in the morning to four or five o'clock at night every day and longer during horse shows really took uh, a lot of stress out of my life and obviously just the stress of managing a string of horses um and I feel like the times that I've been so strict about my nutrition of like weighing my food, making sure I'm tracking my macronutrients and stuff like that. I have not seen as much progress as when I'm just like stress-free, listening to my body, listening to what I want, um, feeling okay if I want ice cream or something like quote unquote unhealthy and not like be like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have eaten that. Um, Because to me, I mean, I monitor my heart rate variability and stuff like that, which is a huge indicator of how your body's handling and adapting stress. And if I have a really awesome, like, social experience and I eat something that's quote-unquote not healthy, my heart rate variability is actually much higher than if I eat the healthiest meal and I just feel like I'm strict and shoving myself into a box. And so understanding how stress influences our relationship with food and our... uh, 
you know, eating habits in general. I think uh, that ties back to something we talked about on a very early episode of the whole equestrian um, with Michael Poulin's In Defense of Food, mm -hmm. uh, where the French are eating bread and drinking wine and like you know there's so much butter and fat and carbohydrates in their diet but they're so much healthier than us because they're social and relaxed and like stress-free yeah. and having a good time and so I saw that in action this year um as I try to cut weight for tournaments like I stressed out about it and then it like would not go well and so for me the biggest thing that I want to focus on for my nutrition next year is finding a way to cut weight healthier uh because if I want to do the competitions that I want to do like I'll realistically be in a cut for the first five months of the year so yeah um, you can't be stressed for five months about no yeah. no so I just want to focus on like eating good clean protein mm. like good healthy fats, good clean sources of carbohydrates, and like finding a way to eat enough that I'm not like putting my body in a stress. Because I think that's like, it's just in ingrained in us in the diet culture society is like less is better. Mm -hmm. And so when I start to be like, oh, I have to cut weight for competition, like I play a game, how little can I eat? And that's not actually what gets you the results, yeah. but it's hard to bridge that like psychological thing of like, hey, I just ate like a really big piece of salmon. How am I like, it's salmon, but it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. And I like, you didn't say it like completely outright but what I got from that is it's more intuitive eating yes yeah and um I just that seems like the way to do it yeah and it's, I think I think it's there's something to be said about like having three clean meals and not snacking in between and how much that can change your mm -hmm. diet and lifestyle and happiness in yeah, general for sure okay and our last pillar of community uh, so in 2022, kind of piggybacking on what I said in our first pillar of mindset is anything is possible with the right community. Like the reason that I was able to do all the things that I did this year is because I have a great, uh, support system and people around me. Um, and anyways, that's not lost on me. Like I know that the community helped me get there and I'm like thankful to each and every one so um yeah my success this year has been in large part because of other people's help so and then as far as 2023 goes I want to grow our community online more so the whole equestrian community and also um, like Emily Hamill Venting community and find better ways to serve more people. And um, I'm playing around with some course ideas. So um, I'll keep you posted on that. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And we keep talking about like, oh, now we're going to have time to do this. And then you flew off to England <laughs> last year. But like literally we're going to like live together. This so we year. are going to have time. So we don't have an excuse not to make this happen. Right. If we don't make it happen, then it's just never going to happen. Then we're lazy and yeah. we don't take our own advice. And this big flex episode has just been like inflated egos. Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, okay. So community for me um, has really been so cool to build my gym and build my kids program uh it dawned on me the other day as I was watching like a couple of the kids in my like little kids class grapple I'm like oh my god like I taught them jujitsu I teach 90% of the classes at the gym like obviously I'm off competing sometimes and people cover when I'm sick but like for the most part I have taught these children how to do jujitsu and like it just warms my heart Mm -hmm. When they're actually doing the moves or like, you know, get excited. One of my, one of the kids just learned how to tie their belt. They were like so excited to show me. And it's just absolutely adorable. And to me, as someone who also has very high athletic goals, you are not necessarily going down a fulfilling path, right? If my next year said, I just want to go be a blue belt world champion, which is a desire of mine, don't get me wrong. But if that's all I had, I feel like I would really be jeopardizing my mental health over the next couple months to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
when I'm interacting with kids and the people of my gym, I'm learning jujitsu, I'm getting better at jujitsu, I'm refining my skills, I'm putting the hours in, but it's for a greater cause than just myself. And so if I go to Worlds and I lose in the first round, that's gonna suck, but it also is nothing in comparison to the like, the opportunity that I have to change a kid's life. Like yeah. I had a very shy girl come into the gym. I literally didn't think she would ever do jujitsu. Her brother signed up. She was not interested and she blossomed. Like I've watched the girl come alive, new to the area, like super cool to just watch the transition and the growth. And I know this sport has given me a lot. And so being able to transfer that to someone else is is part of being a community. Yeah, um, I love that. And I think it's so transferable to the equestrian world. You know, like, this is why I think all riders should at some point teach up-down lessons. You know, like, it's awesome to teach a kid how to ride a horse or an adult for that matter. Like, it doesn't matter, but just, like... It's, it's very fulfilling and yeah. fun to see. Yeah. Um, and then for next year, my community piece is definitely going to be building a strong community around sports psychology. Now, obviously, there's limits to that in the fact that all of my clients have to be kept confidential um, unless, you know, some people reveal themselves on Facebook and stuff like that. But um building a community and building a space where people feel safe to come and air out their problems and say like, hey, I'm struggling, right? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, even as a you know sport and performance psychologist, I have a support system of coaches and you know, resources and online help that's like, I can't do this alone. Like, I know that I have qualifications, but I still need support. And so just changing that stigma around asking for help in general and getting more people on board with like, it's not easy. Like, we're not out here trying to make it look easy on Instagram. I know we're like joking about flexing on this episode of all we've accomplished, (laughs) but like, it is not without the tears. It is not without the sacrifice. It's not without the, what the F am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. Love that. I can't wait to see what you built community-wise. Um, sing song. That was yeah. Speaking of sing song, Emily and I, um, oh. <laughs> we discovered actually the night that I got my doctorate that we both know all of the words to the elephant love medley from Moulin Rouge. Rouge. So <laughs> we literally sang the whole thing at Longwood Gardens. Yes, as we walked through the gardens. That was must have been quite the sight for it was, other people. It was pretty romantic. It was. I have no idea how it started, but we just went. I think I just like randomly said the first line and then like you just jumped in. I was like, oh, we're going with this. Right <laughs> we, now. Just, we just went straight on to the end. So uh, so maybe you guys will get, maybe that'll be your Christmas present. We'll, char- we'll charge for that. <laughs> we'll charge. We can release an we'll episode like, we'll, just with that a, song. We can make a music video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you learned a choreographed dance for I a wedding. You ain't going to do a music I, video? No, I'll do it. Right. I, I, that was, sorry, if that sounded like, okay. I meant like, okay, I'm in. Let's do it. Didn't we have someone reach out to us that does like videography yes. and stuff like that? So that All might right. be the perfect. <laughs> Re-email us. <laughs> so, um, as I promised earlier in the episode, we are going to reveal our word for 2023. And mine is create. It seemed just like a natural fit for me. So this year I worked on like figuring out what I value. And now I feel quite confident in what I value. And one of the things is like creating things. Like I enjoy creating content for others. Um especially when it serves them in some way. So um, I'd like to create more content. Um, I would also just like to work on creating, like, as corny as it sounds, the life that I want, you know? Creating involve crafting, too. And crafting. I love crafting. Yeah. (laughs) That's creating all the things. The number one thing that I've done with, like, freed up time from, like, not working a bar job has definitely been crafting like I'm literally looking around this room and it's like oh I made that mug out of clay I tie-dyed that key I did like reverse tie-dye I went and painted mugs like I like your uh 
sea glass. Oh yeah, we made Christmas trees. Sea glass yeah. Christmas trees. Um, and we also Tommy and I also have some nutcrackers to paint too. Oh boy, like DIY paint because he's yeah. got a nutcracker collection. So okay. I got us this like two pack of little nutcrackers to like Perfect. paint ourselves. So well, probably gonna be crafting next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, we're um, gonna have a crafting corner in the basement. So perfect. I will be creating and all the things. Emily's but... giving me a sewing machine. So oh yes, I am. That so, face looks like you got rid of the sewing machine. No, I did. I was You're like, like, I was trying to think where it is in my storage unit. We'll okay, find it. We'll figure it we'll out. Figure it. Um, <laughs> Semantics. So, what's your word? Okay, so this is a word that uh, popped up when we were throwing names around for the gym and something that I was kind of like playing around with for my sports psychology consulting. It was taken on both spectrums, um, but I really like the word and it's Paragon. Uh, Paragon is a model of excellence or like you know I hate the word perfection but model of excellence or perfection and to me like being a paragon is really living and embracing those values that you know and want for yourself uh and and what does excellence means and so I feel like that ties into the conversation of me wanting to really implement the strategies that I use in my sports psychology practice and get back to my journaling and my keeping track of things and growing myself as a model of excellence then for the people that I'm doing sports psychology with, the kids that I'm teaching jujitsu, and being able to create and expunge my value on other people by being a paragon. I love that. Lead by example. Yes. So moving on to our training tips for the month. Uh, Well, I guess I give a training tip. You give a grooming tip. I give a grooming tip. So just our our tips of the month. I brushed the hurt. Although I looked pretty good on Tati when you watched me ride. Oh, well, I only saw you walk in. But, oh, I saw you the the other day. The other day. That's true. I yeah, asked you, you I was did. like, look at how round oh, I yeah. look. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Is, she, is I'm getting ready for the bit? I'm getting ready for the five-star. <laughs> um, so anyways, my training tip for the month is to cut yourself and your horses some slack throughout the holidays. Uh, just remember that they need time off, too. So, like, I know with horses, it's hard because someone needs to feed them, right? Um, but... You don't have to ride them on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. I mean, you can if you want. If that brings you joy, go for it. But, like, if you've been working hard the whole year, um, I I give you permission to give your horses the day off. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome. So um, I have a lot of horses. (laughs) Good. All right. What about your grooming tip? Well, I guess my grooming tip doesn't apply if you just told everyone to give their horses time (laughs) off. But uh, uh, rubbing alcohol is a winter groom's best friend. So uh, able to quickly dry your horse's coat after a ride so they don't catch a chill. Basically, you're just going to put rubbing alcohol in a spray bottle, spray it to your horse's coat. If they did get like sweaty, actually like towel it into the sweat marks and that alcohol is going to evaporate quickly and take the water out with it so that your horse dries a lot faster and they won't catch a chill um i know we've got listeners like in very cold parts of the country like full body clip is not always very practical for those poor horses that are going to be in sub zero temperatures but then you get a warmer day and they might sweat uh, a little bit more so using rubbing alcohol as a cool down technique yeah, I love rubbing alcohol. Always have a bottle full of it. I, I'm like literally like in there, like rubbing alcohol in one hand, healthy hair in the other. Yeah, it's the way to do it. So what's next? Uh, we are going to be working on our calendar and finding some available dates that we can do clinics. Not winter in Wisconsin. Nope. Um, <laughs> but we will, I would say early by the end of this month or early next month we'll have clinic dates we out. should have some some good summer availability yeah right? yeah because you'll do kentucky yeah I'm and do then worlds is in may so yeah yeah so we'll definitely probably have like one weekend each month throughout the summer available and then but yeah stay tuned we will keep you posted on that and uh 
other than that, I mean, just enjoy the holiday season, right? Yeah, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, yep. Hanukkah, Hanukkah mm-hmm. all of the things. All of the things. What's your favorite uh, holiday tradition? Uh, growing up on Christmas Eve, we would have fondue. I love I fondue. I love fondue. Yeah, and we're having fondue at my parents' house this weekend. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like a fun dinner idea because it like takes a while and it's just like a very social meal. Um, yeah, and like who doesn't do, love cheese fondue? We always I mean, do hot oil fondue on New mm-hmm. Year's Eve, but yeah. we're gonna do it this weekend because we're going down for Christmas. But my um, absolute favorite holiday tradition is like you always get to open a present on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, and it's mm-hmm. always pajamas, and then you wear those pajamas like to bed on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and my mom tried to like stop this. I think it was the year I was like down in Florida, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she tried to like not get me Christmas pajamas. She said something like, "Oh, I thought you had enough pajamas," and I was like, "Megan, it's not gonna fly with no. me." So uh, this is forever a tradition. Yeah, we've got some. We, there's already they're already wrapped up there. Oh, I was like, boy. "You got it under control, Megan. You know what wow. to do." So, nice. I love and and then I typically don't change out of my pajamas on Christmas. Yeah, I do remember that from the one Christmas I spent <laughs> with you. <laughs> I was at the barn feeding lunch in my jammies. Like Christmas pajamas. Uh, anyways, well, we hope that this, uh, according to Tyler Flex episode, <laughs> I mean, we did say a lot. It was a lot about us, but we said it in the hopes that it would encourage you to yes. reflect on yeah. your year. So yeah. we're just like throwing out our experience in the hope that like maybe you can connect with it or maybe it'll, you know, give you ideas on what to reflect on. And also inspire you to be intentional about next year. Yeah, and if you are a part of the whole equestrian community, or even if you're not, go ahead, hop in on that group and go ahead and share with us. Go through the four pillars and put your bullet point for something that I learned this year and something that I want to grow in next year because I feel like that would be a really good way for us to connect with each other, empathize with each other, and grow from there. Um... And always, please find us all the places, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify. I think you can give reviews on Spotify now if that's where you listen, Apple Podcasts. Please, we love hearing from you guys. Send us a message. Leave us a review. We'll make it worth your while. Yes. (laughs) We promise to continue to serve you. So, anyways, thanks so much for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.